Welcome to the Seeds of Light, our show dedicated to illuminating the path of parenting using the power of astrology. I'm your host, Anna Zaharia, and today I'm here with evolutionary astrologer, herbalist, holistic healer, and columnist for the Yoga Journal, Cameron Allen, who also happens to be such a dear friend of mine. And we are here answering a real-life parenting question from our community. Cameron, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Anna, thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to answer this question and excited to see your face, too. Oh, thank you. Me, too. We have a great question for you all today. It's, my child has nightmares every night. Can you see that in her chart? Take it away, Cameron. Okay, awesome. So there was something about this question that I really liked just in working with uh, youth when I was younger. Uh, I definitely, cause I worked at a facility where actually like sometimes we would have to put the kids to sleep, you know? Um, and, you know, depending on what age they are, they are like, there's different developmental stages of course or whatever, but something about it, just like the first thing that dropped in for me is like when a child is about to go to sleep or when they are asleep, if we like go and check in on them, like just saying things to them at night, right? Like, especially if they're like telling us about the details of the dream or like what it's about, like saying something that would be like, I don't know, I think of like a salve or like a bomb or like something that would be like a, a, a holding, you know, like holding the child and like what it is that they say their nightmare is by speaking that. And also just the energetic presence of like feeling into like everything is fine and you're safe. And that's the the main mantra that I ended up coming up with too for looking at this chart as well, um, specifically when they're asleep at night. Uh, so in the chart, the first thing that I like, the first thing I did, I went to the twelfth house because I look at the twelfth house as dreams, oftentimes, you know, and I also look at it as things that's just like unconscious or just like really in the background or things that we just pick up energetically that we might not, you know, filter necessarily. So. The 12th house is ruled by Scorpio and then the moon is there. So just the moon in the 12th house uh, is a dreaming person, right? A very dreamy person. And also sometimes it's someone who can pick up on the collective, right? So it can be um, the collective of the household or just like actually the way I look at it, even though this child is young, um, the collective unconscious, you know? So just like if everything's happening in reality and it's like just actually kind of landing in our, our single emotional body, like that's a lot for me to handle. So I know it's a lot for a child to handle. So, you know, those things could be filtering in through their dreams, um, nightmares in this case. I look at I look at all dreams as dreams. I don't really say nightmares, but um, because they're all telling, that's the way I look at it. Uh, and I also sometimes invite people to say that to their child too. Like, well, like be curious about it. Like, well, what is it telling you? And like, you know, cause there's people who literally are like, dream analysts when they get older and that's a really good placement there that could right this person could be being able to see into other people's dreams as well like as they get older so these are also things to be mindful of of the spectrum of possibility when it comes to a, dev a developing child right like something that might be difficult or subjectively difficult for a child when they're younger this could be something later on in life when it's like this is actually their gift that they were invited and meant to cultivate um, throughout time to be able to assist everybody else in themselves uh, with with that gift. So yeah, the moon and Scorpio was the main thing that I identified. And also something that I feel into oftentimes too, as well as like 
there, so there's uh, planet square the nodes. And whenever there's planet square the nodes, I always just, there's just all, I don't know, it's like these things, like things slip into their consciousness, you know? So something about that, it, it kind of lands for me too. But that's not something that I feel like really highlighted, but it's something about the square to the nose. Be mindful of that. So there's two cell salts that I was thinking about too, um, because there's cell salts for, take a step back, Cameron. Okay, cool. So cell salts in the human body, we had like, if you take a human body and then you pretty much burn it all the way down and we're just 12 mineral salts. So there's two specific mineral salts that I'm aware of. There might be more because it can get really, really elaborate with the cell salts, but there's two cell salts that I know people have worked with for nightmares. Uh, and it's, and they're two, both of them from the Jupiter rule uh, signs. So there's a cell salt called silica for Sagittarius. And then there's a cell salt called Fairfoss or iron phosphate for Pisces. So those two cell salts, people have used those for actual nightmares. Not to say there's not other ones. Cause I think they're actually, I think there's two more, but I'm not positive. But th- I think that too, like just the Jupiter quality of it, like it made me like remember that. And this person has uh, Sagittarius rising. So that would be a main cell salt that this person actually would want to take throughout their life to make sure the structure of their body of their body is like really well constituted. So yeah, those are some reflections that I had uh, off the top. Oh, Cameron. Oh my gosh. So much amazing um, just advice and reflection in such a short amount of time. I was taking copious notes. So one of the first things you said, having a mantra to help your child when they're having nightmares, something like everything's fine and you are safe. Mm-hmm. Um, just feeling into that. I can like feel my own inner child settling in a little more comfortably and i will say that i have a little one that also has nightmares and he's gone through periods of time where he's had more frequent nightmares and in my work with different healers when he's been through those times as well as times where maybe life has felt a little more nightmarish for him with different intense things that have come up it's been that same approach of just reminding him that everything is fine and you are safe whether it's in the dream space or in real life so i'd love that um you said that we can go to the 12th house regardless of what chart it is we can always go to the 12th house to look at what might be happening in the dream space right Mm -hmm. is it particular to get insights into all dreams or is it just nightmares I would say all dreams because I, I call nightmares dreams. Yeah. <laughs> like, so just yeah. like every dream can have a reflection, you know, and also it's just like sometimes we want to know what the dream is right now or next week when that's not really that's not reality. Right. Like that's dreams can be nonlinear. So we have to be mindful. Sometimes it's just something in, pro, in progress, in process in, and a process, because there's some dreams that I had three years ago. And then like last week, I'm like, oh, that's what that dream meant, right? But like, if I didn't have that dream when I was in this present moment and something was happening, there might, there would have been nothing to click, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be a seed for the future, you know, because the 12th house and dreams in truth are, are actually timeless. 
you know, we are the ones that like created, you know, conceived time, right? So yeah. Wow, well, that's a whole rabbit hole that we could go down. Um, so with the 12th house, we're basically looking at the sign that is in that 12th house. And then are you also looking at the ruler of the 12th house? Yeah, I would look at I would look at the 12th house in the sign that's there if there's planets there and then the planet ruling it in that order specifically is how I work with it. So all those things can give information. And honestly, like I would just invite everyone to go and be like as creative as possible with like, you know, I always think of the 12th house too as like idealistic projections or like our fantasies. So like, what is your fantasy and idealistic projection of what you would want for your child and make a mantra from that, that like composition, right? Like the 12th house, the 12th house cusp um, or planets in the 12th house. And then where the ruler is at and like what combination of mantra, like words can you say to bring forth the greatest, most idealistic projection mm -hmm. for your child? Oh, I love that. That is so wonderful. I, when Amanda and I and the team were discussing the vision for the show, I got so lit up by this particular mission to just bring out the absolute majesty. That was the word that I used at the time of what is possible with all of these different placements and combinations, because we can get so, it's so easy to get bogged down and get into the fear and get scared of what could possibly go wrong and what are some of the negative manifestations. But if we can hold the vision for what is the highest manifestation of how this could show up, then we're really stepping into our power as co-creators. Indeed. Yeah. A thousand percent, you know, and I think that's so important. I mean, I think the whole spectrum is important, but like in the times that we're in, I definitely think like the ideal projection is just so powerful. Like it really is in, in to own it, you know, you know, mm -hmm. as we do the practical things too, as well, you know, there's no separation between any of those things, but just the power of that projection is just, yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly profound. Okay. So the other thing that you said was make sure that you're, you stay curious about their dream, ask them about it and ask what they feel it means to them. Mm -hmm. Stay conscious of the fact that this might be part of their gift. It might be that these powerful dreams that are coming through when they're hard in childhood as they hone their ability to work with them and interpret them that later on in life, this might be something that they help others with or that they're getting insights from quote unquote, the other world or from their other senses that they can then share with the world, right? It, it could show up in different ways. And of course we can take this concept and apply it to any hardships is what I heard you say that we're having with our little ones in the beginning that later on might actually turn out to be part of their gifts. Right. And I think it's just a beautiful way to navigate things with a child, right? Like allowing them to this, my mom, all, my mom always really instilled this in me. It's like not tell them what to think, but teach them how to think. Cause if something is like subjectively negative or like experienced uncomfortably, if I was taught how to think, then I'm like trying to figure things out. Right. Like, it's like it's like I'm trying to like oh well, what is this what is that I'm like trying to figure it out rather than like taking the overthinking into like analysis paralysis or going into like fear mode it's just like oh but actually how can I break this down and figure it out like if that's an orientation 
that you can give a child from from the beginning, it can change so much, you know, so that's really important. And you also brought in this idea that I think is relevant for most of us parents that our children are tapping into the collective and that for some kids, maybe more than others, they might be processing in this more tumultuous way. How do you suggest that we help our kids kind of clear maybe before bed or um, what is a practice? Yeah, yeah. I always like anything with the imagination and just like, yeah, anything with the imagination, but also just also like wearing things on, like people wearing things on their crown um taking making sure they take baths or maybe even like paying attention like do they not have these nightmares when they take baths versus like when they just take shower or you know just like paying attention to those little things like there too but also just like also just think of like things like clearing and just like imagining something or throwing a mantra in like that right there too as well or just like imagining like something protecting you a certain color ask them what their favorite color is or like even just like throughout the day being like, Hey, if you thought protection and safety was, or if you thought safety was a color, what would it be? And then they think that they tell you what color it was. So then when you come in at night and you say the mantra, you project that color around them, you know, even us being curious about it, you know, it's just like, I think, yeah, that's what I would, that's how I would start. And I would say that that's just the beginning. And then the more feedback and information we get, the more we can attune to it and know what to do intuitively. Beautiful. And then you brought in cell salts, specifically silica for Sagittarius and iron phosphate for Pisces, Mm -hmm. um, and using these in order to support the body. Can you tell me more about um, how we might incorporate this into like a daily regimen? Yes. So there's a lot of different ways to get cell salts the only cell salts that i've ever worked with have all been liquid so you can just you could literally just put a few drops in in the child in your child's water and just see if that makes a difference even just one drop you know that can make a difference so that's the way i would incorporate that to start with and just feel into it because there's so many ways to use cell salts and even just like where we're at on the planet with the whole food thing too. It's like, we're often just deficient in cell salts in general, but definitely silica, silica is like really, really, really important. Like underneath so many things that go on in our body, silica is really important. Hair, skin, nails, you know, tendons, ligaments. I even, nobody says the fascia, but silica works on the fascia too. I'm going to say it now. Yeah. So, yeah. And well, I, I want to offer an alternative as well. If you can only find the homeopathic tablets, I've put one in water and then given my son just a little bit of that water every day, which, you know, is just such a mild, like completely energetic approach to that because he's not actually having the tablet every single time. He's just having bit of the water that has the tablet in it so that would be a very non-invasive super light way to start and just see if there's a response right um and with silica and iron phosphate is that something you would universally use for a child that has nightmares or is it specifically for the chart that we're looking at 
Um, for, for people with nightmares, yes. And also for the chart, it's more like in the chart, it's more highlighted because they have Sagittarius rising, which anyone's rising sign would be an indication for the cell salt that corresponds with that zodiac sign. Hmm. So got it. Okay, Cameron, my last question is what advice do you have for the parent that's waking up every night with their kid who has nightmares and is super exhausted? <laughs> um, so I definitely would, mm, I feel like that depends on everybody. Um, you know, I would probably, uh, me personally, the first thing that comes to mind is I would just like have a tea or something just on hand. Like, so when I'm waking up at night, like if I'm grumpy or frustrated or I feel like I'm not getting as much like deep restful sleep that I'm like drinking on something that is calming to my nervous system so that I can still be in more parasympathetic nervous system activation and be like calm. Also the lunar breath of just pinching off your right nostril and just breathing through your left nostril imagining like a soothing silver graceful energy flowing up and down and just like yeah feeling into it because everything's fine and you're safe too so yeah that's what i'll say oh cameron this has been so wonderful um thank you so much for sharing all of your amazing gifts i'm so excited to be doing this with you yeah um Thank you, everybody, for tuning in with us today. Please make sure to check out episodes 54, 84, and 138 of the Astrology Hub podcast to learn more about Cameron and from Karen, Cameron. Um, we've covered several holistic health um, and astrology topics with Cameron in our previous episodes. So if you're jiving with our conversation, you'll definitely love those previous episodes. And if you found this helpful, please share it with a friend who may benefit from the show as well. And don't forget to get your free PDF download of the guide to your child's moon sign. And you can do that at astrologyhub.com forward slash moon sign. And you'll get helpful insights on how to uniquely support and nurture your child based on their moon. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, everybody. Everybody stay blessed. <laughs>